0: Get in the know, nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company.
1: Yeah, actually, it's time for Purple Access, presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company, and of course TCL TV. If you're not watching your sports on a TCL TV, what are you doing? Uh, this show involves Judd Zolgen. Declan Goff, and Chip and Star Tribune sports columnist. And, Chipper, uh, so you, you just went out to the uh, press conference held weekly, so this was not special, but I'm sure it was interesting, defensive coordinator Ed Donatel, who I would say is under some serious pressure and fire. Uh, we talked about the quotes on Purple Daily, which we saw on Twitter in real time. But I'm just going to give you the floor. Tell me what you heard. Tell me what you thought, and let's go from there.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I think he knew he was going <laughs> to face some tough questions because he he walked up to the to the podium and he said, uh, "This time of year, and my experience in the NFL, you're always fixing something. So um, it's almost like preemptive. I, kn- I know, you know, uh, I'm going to get asked about my defense, which is broken. When you say it's fixed, it uh, he had some interesting conver- uh, comments. Um, he basically said the scheme's fine; it's it's the execution of that scheme. Um, it drove me crazy when he said, "I like our four-man rush. We're getting close a lot." Well, nobody cares if you're getting close. I mean, it, either the twins were close you, on Correa. Yeah, though no, that's it's like you don't get a medal for being close. Um, he did say that uh, on coverage. It was kind of conflicting because he said that they need to be tighter, um, whether it's zone or man, and they play you know so much off coverage in zone but he said they need to have cut out some of the air between the defender and but he also said guys are are doing what they're being coached to do so it was a little bit uh mixed message there yeah. um but he you know he he had obviously admits that they're either broken or they have you know this is not up to standards he said that a number of times that um but he said you know we'll get there eventually he he, you know. Asked him if when he said "fixed," does that mean schematically needs to be fixed too? And he said, "Well, we're still learning about you know what guys' strengths are." It's like, this is the season's almost over. You either know or you don't know. Um, but I, it starts with if you're not going to generate more pass rush and be more than close, then you can't continue to play so soft coverage and zone coverage because it's it's if if his fear is hey, let's play press and let's um, blitz, but that's going to, you know, leave a vulnerable secondary uh, or a secondary that's, you know, really struggling, if if that's going to make them vulnerable to, to, you know, big pass plays, well, guess what? It's happening anyways, so you might as well try something different. And that to me is, I think, the most frustrating thing is I just don't – It's almost like a stubbornness, like, okay, this is going to work. Just stick with it. This is going to work, and it's not. Either the personnel or maybe this personnel doesn't fit it or the personnel is not good enough, but this scheme is not going to work. I mean, Judd, they're just getting picked apart here.
1: Okay, so you basically (laughs) came back. Your report gives me no confidence. Like, the the Twitter stuff rubbed me wrong, but I thought you might tell me something that didn't get tweeted, or I thought that you might say, okay, here's what he was really trying to say. all right. First of all, let let's break this down a little bit, Chipper.
0: Let's go with the pass rush. Judd. Start with the pass rush because yeah. I think that's what. Well, no. Starts. Let's
1: start with this. Let Let's start super broad. Let Let's start with the whole scheme thing. To me, when a coach says my scheme works, I hear 2006 Childress kick ass offense, which means yeah. my, which means my scheme works. The execution, which to me means the players. All, yeah, I'm not asking him to change his scheme, but I am asking this: Can you get your best players to be your best players?
0: Yeah, and that's, because here's the thing, it's like, it's not like they can reinvent things right now. I mean, it's just, it's right. not, you know, it's not realistic. Um But it's, you know, he was asked about Daniel Hunter. Like, what's your thoughts on Daniel Hunter? He's like, well, he's still, he's getting more comfortable by the week, and he'll get there eventually. It's like, I know, it's like, I, I you know. You either are or you're not at this point. I think. I mean, they've been in this long enough, right? He said it might take a year. Like, really, should it take a year?
1: And you're ten and three, dude. You don't have a year now.
0: No, it's it's. Well, it should. are you saying it's okay at the end of the year? He's going to be, you know, coming in next year. He's going to be better. I, I just, it feels like his the lack of production by Daniel has to has to be two things. One, either residual effect from having two significant injuries, or two, he's just a bad fit for this scheme or what what they're asking him to do. Um, I I don't think it's either or. I think it's probably a combination of both of those things. But, Judd, where are like the splash plays from Eric Kendricks, which we used to always see where is the, you know, any semblance of a pass rush. Um, And if, if you're not getting it, you have to try different things. And I just don't know that they're, we know he doesn't like the blitz, and he said, you know, he he noted that yeah, they, they brought more five-man uh, blitzes in the last couple of weeks, but to no avail, <laughs> you know. Um, and so, it's almost like a, a double whammy where you're not getting any pressure, and you're playing off coverage, and you're giving so much cushion on these receivers. It's like you're not you're not taking away anything. I mean, you're literally not taking away anything, and so. I. I'm interested because Kevin O'Connell has talked a lot this week about defense and about coaching defense. That's not by accident. I mean, you can tell. And I thought he coached that game afraid of his defense, Judd. He did. I he mean, did. for the first I time, I felt that. like he. I agree.
1: Oh, did after the first time he the onside he, kick was because he was he didn't want to put them back out because he knew he'd never see the ball again.
0: That um, I, I thought going for it on fourth down on the first possession. Showed that, my, you know he he feels like they're going to have to steal possession somewhere and going for two, where you're, you know, you you're trying to get ahead and not maybe go to overtime or you know. I just felt like he, that's the first time I really felt like he called a game afraid of his defense.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think he was right. Do you think he's uh, behind behind the scenes? Do you think Ed is telling him the same stuff? And do you think he's tolerating it because this is a coach who's gone out of his way to i mean his schemes in place don't get me wrong and there are times it's not working perfectly but i also feel like he has made adjustments and nods to what certain guys do well to to um because i mean the whole scheme thing is a lazy way of saying i don't really want to adjust things too much yeah you know daniel and chipper too the thing that just keeps jumping out at me is daniel hunter pff wise is grading really well so he's not washed. This is not a guy yeah. that he's not being used correctly, and I don't think it's acceptable to say, well, he'll eventually – like, he's getting used to it. Like, this whole thing to me, it's double speak. He's trying to gaslight us in, into, like, buying into certain phrases. Ed is. Yeah. And yeah. the reality is you're sitting there with four regular season games left with ten wins, and right now you have a defense that will get you eliminated in the first round of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it's funny that <laughs> – I'm not buying it. We've known this defense is 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 a major problem, but when you're winning, uh, we can say, "Well, they're winning in spite, you know, they're right. getting key turnovers." But Judd and he mentioned that again today. He's like, "Guys, let's not forget that this defense has come up with clutch turnovers and they've and they've taken the ball away. That's not sustainable. That's not a plan. Correct. That's not a game plan. That and and you <laughs> know as well as you know, we see it, that comes and goes. Um, even great defenses that comes and goes. I mean, there's a little bit of yes. Turnovers are a function of an aggressive defense and pass rush and all those things, but there's also a little bit of luck and good fortune that's tied into that. Um, so if you're banking on, yes. well, we're always going to have come up with a, with a clutch turnover to save us, that's not a that's not a plan. Right, it's not a sustainable plan. So um, I'm just I'm just curious as to do they not trust the secondary. To play tighter coverage, play more man, play press, or is this just who Ed Donatell's philosophy is? I think it's Ed.
1: I I think it's Ed. I'm I'm telling you, I saw I saw some of the same red flags back in his four three days pre-Fangio with the Packers that culminated with fourth and twenty six, which got him yeah. fired. I saw Correct. the same thing, and and Ed Ed is pretty good. He's a quirky dude, but he's good with us. So like, he comes out and he'll talk about what's wrong. But ultimately, in Ed's mind, what he's doing is going to work come hell or high water, and that's the problem. And, yeah. and and you know what? If he was coaching for an old crony, I'd be like, okay, this sucks, but I'm not surprised. I just can't see Kevin O'Connell tolerating being told, well, just be patient. We'll make it work. I think behind the scenes, he's far too competitive, and he's far more fiery behind the scenes, I think, than in front of the camera.
0: Well, and that's why I feel like, uh the rhetoric changed. It's like the damn broke this this week. Yes. That you yeah, can. Man. when you're winning you can you can tolerate it a little bit more because it's not cost you but when you lose that game and you lose it in the way you did and the coach is clearly making calls because he doesn't trust his I mean there's no way you onside kick that if you trust your defense any right even remotely. And so I I do wonder how much and he's mean t- I mean just, just we spent the week out there trying to read between the lines and, and uh, you know, trying to parse out his words and what he's saying. I I, I think he did. He talked a lot about coaching and the need to make adjustments and being more aggressive. He's not just uh, rambling off the cuff there. I mean, I, I think this is something he probably went to Ed and said, look, this is not working. You have to do something different. So I, I would love to have been behind the scenes to kind of see how forceful O'Connor was, how much more time he spent kind of investigating. Because it, it felt like when he assembled his staff, he's like, you know what? I got two veteran guys. I got him. I got Patton. Defensive guys, I'm focused focus on the offense. I'm, I'm trusting them with the defense. And the defense had, had covered up. A lot of their flaws by getting a lot of turnovers and key turnovers. Yep. But how many times have we been on this show and saying they're hanging by a thread? They're hanging by a thread. It feels like they're hanging by a thread. I mean, that's what. And when those turnovers don't come, it's like, what else do you have? So um, I I think O'Connell probably was spent a lot more time with the defense. I'm guessing this week.
1: Yeah, I just don't like it. I don't like the fact that Ed basically comes out in front of the microphones and is um, uh, stubborn like this. Like, just say, hey, we're, hey, you know what? Everything. I mean, all you got to say, I'm not, you're, you're certainly not going to talk about the particular changes, but all you have to say is, you know what? The scheme and execution are both off. And that's on me and the players. And we're working on it. There's this stubbornness that scares me of, well, no, my scheme does work. It's like, no, it doesn't. You know, get it through your head.
0: Yeah, here's uh someone he was asked, would you say that the issues are more scheme or execution? He thinks he and his quote was quote, I think it's really more about execution, just need to get tighter, just getting tighter in coverage. We have we have a good mixture of schemes. So he clearly thinks it's you know more on just the execution and personnel not, you know, doing his schemes the way he wants it done. I I I don't see how this is going to work, and I don't know how you're going to solve it if you don't try something different schematically. Yeah. In in the way you uh, deploy your your personnel, yes. because it's it's again you're not just going to rip it up and have a whole new scheme put in. You know, this late in the season, but you have to try something different, John. Yeah,
1: exactly. Your play calling needs to. Your defensive play calling on game day needs to be better.
0: And if you you know if you call more blitz and you get burned by it, guess what? You're getting burned by it anyways. <laughs> you know, I mean that's so
1: um, he would rather lose. He, I'm, I'm sorry, lose because they're ten and three is the wrong word. He would rather hemorrhage yards the way that they are than what you just said, and that's a
0: problem. Yeah. Well, I do think he's, you know, the shell coverage. Just you know, don't get. We well, he, he started off saying we got beat over you know over the top twice. He said fundamentally that cannot happen, and so. I think there is that fear of giving up that big play because, and, and you know, I know you guys love pie charts. If you're going to do a pie chart, this is, oh, I know it's a Mackie, it's such a Mackie thing. Score north, pie, man. Yeah, the, the, the pie, pie chart. Pie what, how much would you put scheme? How much would you put personnel?
1: Well, I think the scheme is a major problem. i put the scheme more. Um, 85-20,
0: 60-40? Yeah, look at their personnel, man. I mean, that's secondary.
1: I don't right. I, we,
0: I we can't, don't think was... we, can't we, we can't ignore that fact that this was a bad defense last year and correct now they added pieces they added, and that's the that's the damn irony of this whole thing is you know you go back to that first Packers game and the way they got the pass rush and we talked about the edge department. I mean that was the outlier. hmm You know? Um but they but they did upgrade the personnel thinking you're gonna be better but there's still deficiencies in that secondary
1: judge I mean, and, and they have the
0: injuries and so absolutely i think it's i think it's a combination it, we all want to say scheme we all want to say Dontell but i think that i think that lets the drafting and the free agency signing off the hook too much that they they've, they've not just this regime but going back to spielman yeah they don't
1: have the thing about this is are there certain pieces of the personnel that aren't great absolutely do they have nobody who is talented in all eleven? Yeah, no, Daniil Hunter. You're screwing up. I guarantee you, you're screwing up there. Yeah. Um. There, there's been uh, first he he had the knee problem, but Darius of late is being probably double teamed more and stuff. So you got to find a way. If if you're going to, to double team him, somebody's going to be yeah. Yeah. to get some yeah. pressure. You know. Yeah. And and the thing about it is. I, I get that it was probably a very important thing that Harrison Smith didn't play on Sunday, but Harrison Smith, for the most part, I think has been utilized incorrectly. That's the thing is you've got to marry that scheme from the first day you get the job. You've got to yeah. go and watch all the film and say, how can I marry this with the talent I have? It can't be Harrison Smith. You have to fit into my scheme. He'll do it. He'll try, but yeah, this is 2022, man. You've got to be adjustable.
0: Yeah, and I I think it's more Daniil than, than Harris. But Harris is probably fits in that boat, too. But, I mean, Seifert looked at the numbers, and both uh, Daniil and, and uh, Zanaris are both dropping off into coverage. I thought he said 5% of the time, whereas last year it was like 2%. Not a big discrepancy, right. but enough to where I understand that, you know, zone blitz, that's how you want to do it, but it's like you really want – would you rather have the Daniel rushing the passer or drop it in the coverage? I mean, um, but even saying that, like on the, on the obvious third down, passing things, he's lining up like a 4-3 linebacker in his traditional role. It's not like he's standing Oh, yeah, up he's or, got his
1: hand. He, he does have his hand in the ground lined up on the line, yes.
0: Yeah, but, he, but this clearly has not been a good uh, fit for him. Again, how much is it just residual rust from not playing for two years, basically, and having two significant injuries? And how much is is? I mean, I don't know if you can will ever be able to prove it, but um, but I do feel like you know it's just been a, a weird fit for him that he just doesn't feel comfortable with what they're asking him to do.
1: Yeah, and it's just I I think what we're seeing though is that the scheme makes a lot of guys not excel. I I don't know if I, I would say that they're all uncomfortable, but they're definitely not excelling, and excel, that's but, where. Yeah. You know that's where a long time ago you had to get to to the why and and e- even if it's a piecemeal thing where it's okay this isn't a perfect fix but we're gonna put some glue on this for now and and again it's weird because it, Ed basically did a press conference very similar to this earlier in the season and then I remember before the bye they came back against the Dolphins and they got more pressure and played a pretty good game down there yeah, Um yeah. and so I thought okay they're they're you know they're tweaking things. But I think he's stubborn and I think he goes back to what he thinks should work. And, you know, Chipper, we have covered enough head coaches and coordinators in this cool. town to have seen this tired act before. And blaming yeah. the players is just not a viable thing now.
0: Well, that's, yeah. And that's, I mean, we saw it with, with children. This offense works if you just, you know, run it how it's supposed to be run. Yeah, it's plug gonna in Red work.
1: Favre and you're great.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And that's, I mean, I, I keep thinking about Eric Kendricks and how many like splash plays just. That we saw from him. When's the last time we've seen him make one of those, Judd? Now is that because he's, you know, he's uh, his skills have deteriorated, or is he just use, being used differently, and it's just a bad, you know, schematically uh, schematic fit for him? Um, but it's just it's to have this many guys who we've seen have a track record of high level play. Backslide to the degree that we have, whether it's just they're not really making plays. Um, you see a lot of out of position and chasing. It, it just and and the off coverage and the in the and the shell, you know, just keep everything in front of you and, and um, just a lack of aggressiveness. Correct. in this defense. It, it just it just feels like they're always on their heels and there's. Yeah. The offense is dictating to them. There's never the other way. When do they dictate what the offense, you know? They, they, they're not making the quarterback uncomfortable. You see him sitting in there feeling, you know, just kind of looking around the field. They're just not dictating anything, Judd. It's, it's just so passive. And what, what do they do well? Like, what do they hang their hat on? Well, create turnovers. But, but you can't. Like, but like you said, a, that comes and goes. That's fleeting. Go. Yeah, that's not a plan.
1: But, I mean, you know, Tomlin's defense circuit 2006 hung its hat on we might get gouged in the passing game but we are going to stop the run yeah this team doesn't yeah. stop the run they're okay middle of the pack they give up chunks um, and, and against the pass, they're awful yeah
0: yeah well that's the thing is like what is like every every unit you want to have an identity we know what the offense's identity is you know um like, what is that defense's identity at this
1: point? That's my question. What do you do well? Like, if I was to sit down with Ed, okay, your scheme works. Okay, if your scheme works, if this scheme works, then you do one thing well. Yeah. Yeah, nothing.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing, Judd. Yeah. Like, we know there's a problem. How do you fix it in four games to prevent it from being an early exit from the playoffs?
1: Well, I. you know what? If you go backwards a little bit and take that question and think about it, my my personal philosophy would be how do you get your best players to look like your best players? So I'm yeah. not saying and and it's a college comparison and it's probably not perfect, but I will make a comparison because I think that what the coaches try and sell or or like Ed. What he tries to sell as well, a scheme works, and eventually it's going to take off, and we're going to be fine, because that creates the perception among the fans of, well, there's nothing else you can do. Just wait for the scheme to work. You know, yeah. Gophers, Illinois, 2018? Mm-hmm. The D.C. that got himself fired? Yeah. And and Rossi comes in. And- exactly. And he just tweaks things. And all of a yeah. sudden, guys take so, off. Same personnel. Exactly. But my and, and I know that's a college comp. But, yeah. I mean... The Illini embarrassed the Gophers. It looked yep. like a Division three, and that's an insult to Division three defense. <laughs> Rossi gets the job with, you're right, same personnel, same coaching staff, and clearly you can't just change everything, but he changed enough to make it respectable, and that's what you need. You need to have it be respectable for the rest of the
0: season. And isn't this the best way to do it? Because you're facing a Colts offense that's 31st in scoring. Matt Ryan's going to turn the ball over. I mean, it's just kind of been the M.O., you're facing one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Like this is the this is the time to try new things and build some confidence because you know yeah. if this offense comes in and, and runs up and down the field like we've seen other ones, there's no helping you. I mean, oh, it, it's, just, it's done. It's done.
1: Then I think you got to make a potential change. Yeah, play
0: caller has. Well, I mean, I mean, you've got you've got to remove him.
1: I don't think Kevin's going to fire him, but if they if the Colts come in here and are successful, and I'm not predicting that they will be. Uh, yes. Ed Donatel cannot be calling plays against the Giants.
0: No, and I, I would, this feels like one of those quintessential you know, because you're facing a bad offense. Uh, we've seen it before in the NFL when a particular unit gets beat up all week and told how terrible they are and they suck yes. and all this. They have a bounce back, but it, but even if it's a bounce back, they need to find something within this yep. that's that carries forward and can and that you stick with, you know, um, whether it's playing more press coverage or, which I don't think, you know. All these things we're asking for, it's just not Donatel's nature. It's not his scheme. And so
1: But that's where O'Connell's got to step in and say, we got to do things here. I mean, I just, here's the thing. Because it's, as a football fan, this frustrates me. It is frustrating for me to sit and watch games either in person from the press box or on TV and not notice Daniel Hunter for the majority of the game. Well, I is, know
0: what he's capable of. Get yeah. it out of him. That that's the that is the frustrating thing. Is like he's too good, right, and too valuable to have this little impact in terms of affecting you know the pass rush, making a quarterback uncomfortable. Correct. You just, I mean, the, the lack of pass rush and just when Jared Goff just stands back there and can pick you apart. I mean, it's like. You got to try something different. You know, yes. I mean, this is not working. That's to me. That's that's been the frustrating thing. Is like just a lack of. Uh, we always say adjustments, but you know, just trying different things to to say, you know what? Okay, this is sort of not. It's out of our identity and not how we would rather do things, but it's out of necessity right now because we're getting picked apart.
1: And using Harris and Smith. In a shell coverage, consistently is buying yeah. a Ferrari and going forty-five miles per hour on the freeway. Yeah, it's a complete yeah. waste of his time. Like this guy yeah. is. I'm. I'm not saying he is the player that he was five years back. He's not okay, but mm-hmm. he's incredibly savvy. He is a rover. I mean, Chipper. I thought they they were going to go with things like three safeties and one linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> we were, I thought we were they were going to have. <laughs> you know. I mean Jordan Hicks, God bless him, and he makes some plays, uh, certainly in the red zone. But for the coverage that they're trying to, for the coverage yeah. they want, for Ed Donatel to say we've got to be tighter in coverage, I'm going to tell you right now, Jordan Hicks isn't capable. He's not fast yeah. enough to keep up with the guys they're asking him to cover. But a safety, but play, you know, play Bynum, Smith, Asanoa. and Metellus. Use yeah. Metellus as a linebacker. He's big enough.
0: Well, it is funny that that. O'Connell, last couple weeks, have said he wants to see more Asamoah, he wants to see more Metellus. Yep. Uh, now, you know, I don't know who all the bus was on without Harrison Smith in there last week, uh, particularly the first one to uh, Williams, but um, yeah, I mean, we thought we were going to see all these creative wrinkles and just acid. Yeah.
1: You know, I thought it's Hunter real... would be coming up the A-gap one play and then at the left end and, at the... and, and, and he has moved somewhat, but yeah. the, the but... The creativity that we expected. Yeah. Um, if you you know what it feels like? So, so Ed is Ed has been a DC for the Packers, uh, the Falcons and, and the Broncos, but he didn't call plays with the Broncos. Fangio did, and the reason why Ed got the job is because Vic's yeah. defense. But this feels like the the coaches that were um that were trying to set, sell themselves as Monty Kiffin disciples of the Tampa Two. But yeah. they played the and most th- th- basic Tampa 2, yeah. and they'd get torched.
0: How much, judge, do you think that just as personnel that was drafted and or brought in, not all of it, but, you know, clearly Zadarius is, is comfortable with this scheme, is just a bad fit for this scheme?
1: Um, I think some players are aging. I think that some players, like the jury is still out, in my opinion, on Dantzler. I just don't know about him. Yeah. hurt too um but i also don't think like if you look it's just not it's not a bunch of like bad players so Correct. so are they a good fit for the scheme maybe not but you knew what your roster was going to be when ed got the job so the fact that the yeah. coaching had the fact the coaching isn't getting more to me is a lazy excuse
0: yeah like did <laughs> he still learning yeah well that's yeah he said he's uh he said he's getting more. I, I guess see the quote, but it's like he's he's more getting more comfortable by the week, and you know he's going to get there eventually. So he's and not it, being used correctly.
1: Well, but yeah, and it's just that's like what that's code for.
0: I, I just I just I find it hard to believe that you know after 13 games a guy is still learning the scheme. I mean, how complicated?
1: Well, and at some point it's on you. Well, that's yeah. It's like you know what? You know, that's
0: on you now. <laughs> Let's just uh, let Daniel do what he's comfortable doing and, and correct and good at to maximize because so you, you have to get more pressure on the quarterback. And if it's not working this way, try something else. that That's where the inflexibility um, I, I think's frustrating. Agreed.
1: Last thing is uh, you, you've brought this up before, but I, I think it's worth talking about. So crazy's first draft class. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm pretty much willing to be very patient on like, let's say the fourth through, seventh round like i just don't know There, guys develop uh, to to expect an entire draft class to pay off is stupid um but but i will say this the first round pick of scene i know he got hurt but lewis scene was not playing on defense at all before that kyle hamilton of the ravens who was the top safety who was available when the pick that you traded detroit came up is thriving okay Andrew Booth was perceived or seen as a first-round pick, but injury history made many teams pass. The I'm holding those first two against Quazy. One, he got cute by trading back. And two, I don't think it is out of bounds, no pun intended, to say yeah. that those first two picks
0: should contribute immediately. Well, and also, I think we should throw Ingram in there too. And, and yes, he's starting. This has been a bad year, Judd. I mean, it's... You know, if you go back to what, and I hated the play call, but you know the, uh, the the uh try attempt failed to uh, attempt to jump pass with with Dalvin. That play went haywire like that because both the center and uh, Ingram were on the ground almost immediately. I mean, it was so fast. But so I I would put those three in there, and this is complicated by you're not getting really anything out of your. Your draft class, and then go back to you know last year where Zimmer didn't trust Spielman's draft class, so he didn't play them, and so they have not replenished uh, the roster with young depth, and so you're relying on aging veterans who you might you're seeing a deterioration in their skill, and it's like that's where the roster needs to turn over and you need to be able to rely on some younger players and they're just not getting it. Now you're, you're right on scene and be like, well, you he can't help injuries. Yeah, he got beat up by Bynum. You know? Yeah. And he, he was not
1: playing. Like there was, was no role playing. for him. He was
0: a special teams guy. Yeah. Yes. And so, yep. Um, so it's, that's, that is complicating this process, you know? um, And that's why I think there's, there's going to be some really, I don't even know if they're hard decisions, but I think this roster is going to look a lot different next year. I really do. I think some household names that we've seen a lot, uh, you know, play a lot of games in the Vikings uniform for are, are not going to be here. And I think the coordinator might look different too. Yeah. I mean. I'm tired of the act. I, I, I felt like O'Connell wasn't frontal in the way that we think, but it was pointed. Yeah. I thought. It was it's frontal for him. You're right. Him, very pointed, and he talked a lot about defensive adjustments and defensive coaching, and, and putting these guys it wasn't coincidence. Uh, I, I think he was uh, frustrated and um, was kind of tipping his hand there. Great stuff, Chipper. I will
1: uh, talk to you next week. Hopefully, there won't be defensive controversy, but you never know. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll see you. talk to you later. Take care. Bye.
0: Ninety-five percent of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great because when I want my spicy shrimp pad Thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad-tie related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, zero-dollar delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad-tie, baby. On time, claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends 2-19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. uber.com slash one for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply.